It's time to raise the roof for our newest episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. Uh, I am Alex Murphy, and with me, as always, unfortunately, we do not have the entire team today. It is just me and Gibby. Uh, Gibby will be taking over the reins uh, because I do it too much, and I wanted to give more ability for other people to do stuff because I feel like I'm talking too much in the podcast. But uh, we're going to be talking about the A series. We're going to be recapping the A series, and we're going to be previewing the Astro series. Plus, we had an interview with a very special guest so stay tuned for that in the middle of the episode but if you guys want to stay in the know for future episodes of rtr make sure to subscribe to our podcast on spotify apple Podcasts, and wherever podcasts are found also be sure to follow rtr on our twitter instagram tiktok and twitch at raise the roof tv and stay up to date on the raise at our website raise the roof tv.com so first off gibby uh how are we doing today uh pretty good pretty good so you know just had this series um yes went 500 just about like how our season's going that two and two split with the <laughs> literally A's. how our season they, is going they right came now. they came in to this series the hottest team in mlb oh kind of they had like the best record right they had like 14 wins in a row after they lost like six yeah like, some, something something like that yeah. something crazy that the oakland that oakland always seems to do every season of baseball they go on these incredible streaks um so to take two out of two is pretty good in my opinion just overall looking at yeah. the series overall yeah splitting the series was a good thing i think that we kind of talked about that as like i think in the last podcast we talked about that as you know we'd, we'd be satisfied at least with the series considering how good oakland is i feel like a lot of Rays fans are very infuriated with oakland because they have a lot of players that aren't like the greatest players ever uh but still do damage and then you have really good players like matt chapman who are just really good and will make you pay like we saw in uh in thursday's matinee game in the ninth inning when he hit that go-ahead rbi triple off diego castillo but i I don't know it just like i'm fine with a split i'm you know but you know how the race have played this year i'm fine with a split yeah um this series you really i think you saw the bullpen come back like what you saw the Rays baseball formula from last season what worked for them so well come back they're they're keeping the runs pretty low all these games um only two runs in the first game three runs in the second game we're able we were able to win the second game third game um we shut them out 2-0 um fourth game we, we lost by one with a triple by was it chapman who got the yeah. triple yeah yeah, we, yeah it was chapman. so so th- it, it it was it was more of what we saw last season in which our bats were getting cold and our bats weren't able to um pull us out of these games but specifically in the last game i kind of want to harp on here because i feel like the last game is what most Rays fans will talk about yeah um with the start of shane mcclanahan i think he first of all he had a great start um only allowed like one earned run i think in his three or four innings of work um and then Luis patino came in after so it was a it was a good day for Rays fans who like seeing uh who who are like seeing these guys who just came up um do you think shame clanahan is going down back down anytime soon or like what what's what's the deal with mclanister here do you think he's here to stay for a little bit <sighs> That, that's a really good question. So, A, I'm really happy that they brought him up. I know, obviously, there's been a lot of problems to the pitching rotation, and it's kind of forced the Rays to bring up their young guys, I'm sure, a lot sooner than they would have wanted to. I think for us, that means that we had more, you know, more quickly of an opportunity to actually see them play, uh, um, you know, on the major league team. And for me specifically, I'm really happy that I got to see uh, Shane and I got to see Luis back to back. I know, obviously, we already saw Patino uh, in, I believe it was last series that that we saw Patino uh, start, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think it was that Sunday yeah. game against the Blue Jays he started. But McClanahan looked really good. Obviously, a lefty that can throw 101 with movement. And yeah, that one pitch with the one on one movement that was on Pitching Ninja is yeah. one of the sickest things I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, if you have a guy that can throw, I mean, usually lefties have tail on their pitches. So, as a lefty myself, I have tail on my pitches, especially the two seam. But if you can throw 101 with tail and then come back with a 93 mile an hour slider, that's insane. Like a 93 mile an hour slider, 93 miles an hour is like how fast pitchers throw, like, like, like a fastball. Yeah. It's it's actually insane. I ten years ago that would have been like fifteen years ago in MLB. That's like perfect. Yeah, and that's velocity. a slider, which is insane. That that reminds me. He kind of reminds me of. 
I mean, not in the exact same way, but there was a pitcher for the Astros back in the 80s, J.R. Richard. He, the one thing that, that was really notable about him is, is that he threw really, so he had a really, really hard fastball. I think he threw it probably mid to, mid to high 90s. And then like McClanahan had a really, really hard slider, like a fast slider, kind of like McClanahan. And it, uh, Richard was a righty. So this is kind of the lefty version of J.R. Richard, if you want to think of it that way. But it's insane now to think, I mean, McClanahan isn't the only guy in Major League Baseball right now who can throw a slider 90 plus miles an hour. I mean, there's a bunch of guys that can do yeah. that. It's just like the fact that he's on the Rays and this was his first Major League regular season start because obviously he pitched in the, you know, he pitched in the postseason, but it didn't actually start in the postseason. This is like his mm-hmm. first actual like career start in the majors. Only giving up that home run. I mean, he looked really, really good on the mound. Really I, good. He had them fooled, and there was only like one. There was like one pitch where he hung it, and Kyle Snyder had to go out there and talk to him for a little bit. Yeah, and then he, he then he got back on track. But I, like, but I mean, you expect that. You expect yeah. that out of a guy like that. You know, exactly. like it's that's just, his first start. You expect him to slip up start. in some way. To to have to have just one earned run in your first start. First of all, is like just great. And then like he was just striking them out. He was striking almost striking up the side. It was like he. He would get the two outs and then someone would get a hit and then he would just close out the inning i feel like that was the first two innings and then mm-hmm. they kind of got to him in the third inning um but his his slider is just it just disappears on right-handed batters and it's a it's, it's a really good pitch it is a really good pitch and it works on lefties too and he is he's gonna be a commodity to have and it's a real testament to the rays depth that they they can have like two all-star they can have two i mean two uh major league pitching staffs just in the amount of depth they have in the yeah. entire franchise it's it's really a testament to, to that and how they can just keep producing these guys who are just bonkers at pitching absolutely yeah. and the fact that he came from uh usf doesn't hurt either it's, yeah that doesn't hurt at all that doesn't hurt at all i i 100 agree with you i i will say he's probably i, I don't i mean I think he has more likelihood of staying up with the team than Patino does. Like, I feel like Patino is probably going to come in and out. I, I feel like he's going to do what Brent Honeywell has done recently, which is just kind of come in and out. Mm. And from what I know, it seems like Fleming's just staying up with the team. And I feel like he could be someone like Fleming. I mean, I think Fleming in terms of experience, A, he's got more experience and B, he's better with that, you know, with that extra experience. And McClanahan is just starting out. But I feel like of the two, McClanahan has a, like of the two, meaning Patino and McClanahan, McClanahan, I feel like, I feel like McClanahan has a much better uh, likelihood and chance of staying up with the Rays rather than going back down to the minors. And I mean, the minor league season is starting up next week, I believe, or, you know, within like a week or two. So, it, you know, there'll be an opportunity for guys to actually go up and down instead of just going to the alt site. Uh, but I don't know. Uh, I, I do want to say um, shout out to Rich Hill for throwing really, yeah. really well on Monday. Yeah, I know really that good he, outing. he was like, he looked like the pitcher that he has been in recent years. I know that I, there was an article that I wrote on our website about how he, uh, he wasn't really locating his pitches as well as he has been in recent years. And this, like in that start, he was locating his curveball away to lefties and into righties. And he was locating his fastball uh, like middle high in. Like yeah, what, was, a, what a good curve, by the way. I really like his curve. It's simple. Just like, it just, it's out of the zone and it's in the zone. And it's very, it's just very, it goes, it goes right or left yeah. and he can control that. And it's just, that shit's crazy to me. That that was his, that was his, I think his first quality start of the season. Cause I know that he gave up four runs in another game and really settled down uh, the inning after he gave up, you know, like the innings after he gave up four runs. But that was, I think his first quality start of the season. Yeah, it was. I mean, he's had like few like above average starts. I mm-hmm. like one above average start, but yeah, this is definitely his best start of the season. So overall for this series, I just think the bullpen came back. I I saw twenty. I saw twenty twenty Rays in this series again, and yeah, I de- think that's a that's a good thing. Um, because I think the A's are a really good team. I think obviously they've been doing pretty good. Um, they're they're a little bit above five hundred right now, but um. 
yeah, just overall, just bullpen getting back to the way it was. Offense still. Yeah, how concerned are you about all. the offense? Hmm? How how concerned are you about the offense right now? Um, I am kind of concerned, but I also know they they all get into ruts. They it seems like they almost coincidentally get on it at the same time. I hope we can have a Royals type series that we had against the Royals in, in our next Astro Astro series. Um, and that we can just completely start clobbering balls again because we have so many guys who are just capable of being like dynamite at any any given moment uh, mm-hmm. i think they just really just need to wake up i think yeah i i agree with you i think that's the biggest thing is that is that you know they need to wake up because they have looked i mean the the runners in scoring position problems i know that we harp on that as a joke but it's an actual problem that this team has I mean, they can't drive in runners yeah. in scoring I think it, position, some, which is something stupid. crazy. Like it's like two for the last forty-four runners in scoring. Yeah, position something like scored. that. And it's, that's just not. That's not good. That's not. That's that's five hundred baseball. That's how you play five hundred baseball. Yeah, I'm actually surprised that they're still. Yeah, at 500 I'm surprised right now. that we're at five hundred, which I think should help like raise fans relax, kind of. You know, like even though the team's struggling kind of in certain regards that we're still pulling out wins and we're still at 500 and that really still puts us in in a i mean it's the first month of the season so of course everyone's in the chase currently right now technically but it's good to be in this first month where everyone league-wide is struggling especially batters that we're at least getting at 500 and i think they're really going to rev it up and start winning all winning way more series than they are right now not just tying them yeah no i mean the offense has been i mean offenses around baseball have been abysmal yeah and it's i i again it's that thing of people are getting adjusted to a full season again so i think that a lot of people are slumping at exactly the same time which is yeah for, in this i don't want to harp on i also don't want to harp on averages too much because you know that's that's a phony stat phony stat um but a lot of race players are below the 200 average and i think a lot of people on a lot of other teams are too and so it'll be interesting to see um hey worst comes the worst they're still yeah. in second place in the al east right now exactly exactly Which is, it's not not all that bad that's also insane not bad to think at about. all that's also insane to think about that they're for as bad as they've been they're still in second place because the rest of the division is bad except for the red sox who literally no one expected to be good except brie gonzalez because she watches section 10 podcast brie knows all brie knows i, I all. just didn't give the red sox enough credit Honestly, they had, they had a good offseason either I, I i i didn't but I, I i thought it would be the bullpen that would give them the struggles but it seems like as if they've pulled it out of the water pulled I mean, it from whatever i think they really just gave up on 2020 they're just like ah this is a this is a whatever season we'll i wouldn't put it past we'll them reset. if they did i wouldn't we'll put reset. it past them yeah, if they did honestly and then they were just like, okay, we're going to go fully into this season. And they, they've they been tearing it up. They've been tearing it up. Gotta I agree. Got to give them credit. I agree. Any last thoughts about this series? Oh, uh, no, no, no. All right. Well, with that being said, uh, this concludes us talking uh, series recap of The Athletics. Stay tuned as we will be interviewing our special guest next on Raise the Roof. And we're back on Raise the Roof, and today uh, on this newest podcast, we have a very special guest, uh, Chris Denner, who is the CEO of Dugout Mugs. I'm sure you guys have seen Dugout Mugs, and if you haven't, I mean, they're they're they yeah they're literally everywhere. I see them at every like content creator. They support almost every baseball content creator. It's insane. They're they're in every stadium. Bunch of team. uh, I mean you know, official licensing with Major League Baseball. It's it's absolutely insane what y'all have done. So, Chris, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for coming on. How, how, how's it going? How you doing? Uh, thanks for having me, first and foremost. I mean, uh, what we, we're really, really blessed. I'll start off by saying that with what we do. So anytime we get an opportunity to tell the dugout mug story, especially in our hometown, right? Like I was, Randall started this over in St. Pete. I lived in Tampa for eight years. We both migrated to, you know, Lakeland. Uh, so we're still, but we're Central Florida boys, born and raised. And uh, so any Anytime, you know, 
uh, local groups like yourselves that want to talk about beer and baseball and business, like that's what we do, man. Yeah. So appreciate you having us. Yeah, of course, of course. Well, uh, I guess the first question I have for you is, um, I mean, how did dugout mug start? I know obviously there's a very deeply rooted connection with the race. So yeah. how did that end up working out for you guys? Uh, well, the way it got kicked off, obviously my business partner, Randall, and anybody who's ever met him, he, uh, he's just unique is the best way to say it. So now that I know him, him coming up with this idea all those years ago, I think God, like six or seven years ago now, it's not shocking. Um, but he was a coach at uh, his alma mater. He was in the Blue Jays organization. He was going to the show, you know, but he wasn't quite good enough. He was a pitcher and got cut. And then you kind of reinvent yourself. And, you know, what, what a lot of people don't know about Randall is he's always, his brain's always on. So coming up with these ideas and business plans and all this crazy stuff. And uh, the one that stuck, uh, he was in a dugout at his alma mater. He went back to coaching, stay close to the game. And uh, coach was cutting bats in half, one of his other coaches and doing a hitting drill and all the barrels were laying on the ground. He's like, Hey, can I have these? Uh, I bet I can drink, drill that out and drink from it. It's kind of the, the way it all, you know, the idea hit him, hit him in a dugout, you know, dugout mugs. He did, we dig out the middle dugout mugs. So we're like, man, that's perfect. And he uh, conceptualized the idea. Actually the first time speaking of the Rays, the first time it came uh, into the, the, the public light was at Tropicana field on opening day. Uh, he and some buddies and uh, his girlfriend, then now wife were, were out there uh, opening day. And um, everybody, they were like, Hey, here's a mug. And they had like a half dozen of them. Here's a mug. Everybody walk around and see what people say. And when they met back up, they all had the same story. They're like, Oh my God, everybody wants it from me. They want to buy it. They, how do they get one, this and that. And at that point he's like, wow, maybe I got something here. And uh, yeah, got the ball rolling right there in Tropicana field parking lot. And every, and every opening day since it's kind of like a, uh, um, holiday for us. We let the whole company have the day off if they want, right? Some just love to work and we're not going to tell them not to, but everybody, we go out and we tailgate and we party and turn on music and everybody gets bat mugs and we just remember, right? Mm -hmm. Where we all, where we all started. So, oh wait, go oh wait, give me, sorry. Mom. Oh yeah, yeah. So I was saying, what a great idea. Just, <laughs> just like, it's like the perfect width too. I'm just surprised no one before him really came up with that idea. I'm sure maybe some people did it out of like just randomness, but to, to put the, the business aspect to it and like start selling them, I just think it's a, it's a splendid idea. And I, I just, I just love the product design too. I, I, I said this before the pod. I was like, I, as soon as I saw one of those, I wanted to buy one. Like, so, so you, you were right about the yeah. dugout mug effect. Yeah, it's definitely the dugout mug effect. And and my background's in business. So I've had a handful of companies. Uh, most of them were over there in Tampa, an apparel company. We, you know, some some friends and I temporarily had a restaurant over in the Hyde Park area. It was a really cool spot. And, uh, but yeah, I had a consulting company, an apparel company, a lot of social media. Everything was online, right? So my background was in business, e-commerce, scaling, consulting. Like that's my bag, right? And Randall was like, I got an idea, but I don't know how to do none of that. And I said, well, maybe, you know, maybe, maybe it's time to take this thing to the next level. And he said he wanted to, and I, I put him to the test. I said, if you want to quit your job, he had a good job too. I said, quit your job. Then I know you're serious. And then we're going to go all in. And he did. And, and I got rid of the different ventures and things that I had pulling my time away. And buddy, 2017, January 1st, that was, that was uh, go day and we hit the ground running. So obviously you talked about the Tropicana Fed parking lot as the place where you guys first started distributing them out. Yeah. That was like the first time it happened. How did the Rays first get involved with this? Because I know that the Rays were really the first team in major league baseball that kind of signed on to the dugout mugs um, business and, and, and vision that you guys had. Yeah. I won't take it away from the other teams. I don't know if the Rays were the first, I know the blue Jays were the first to put in a mega order. I think they ordered 4,500. Oh. Uh, they used them for season ticket holder gifts, which was so poetic because Randall played for that organization. Mm -hmm. Right. And then to come full circle and, and have them cut us a check like that. It was like, dude, this is your big leagues for the Blue Jays right here. Uh, but the Rays were not far behind. You know, they got a, a great organization over there and um, the merch stores. So we picked up our MLB license. I think it was 2018, uh, the second the second half of 2018. And mainly because uh, our customers were asking for it. Everybody's asking for these. Where can I get them? How come you don't have them? This kind of thing. So as soon as we had the license, it's just a matter of calling them. Say, hey, you guys in? We're literally in your backyard. There's such a Central Florida story in and around this product. Like, let's go. And, um, you know, Ruth Ann over there jumped on and, and they've been ordering from us ever since. So 
Mm-hmm. How um, or how quickly? So, so you said that you got your major, you know, the license for Major League Baseball within a year. How does one? How does one obtain that? How did you like? Like, how big did the business grow in that in that year and change to allow you guys to have the ability to then get that license for Major League Baseball to be able to sell products from all thirty teams? Yeah. So there's so we actually carry four different licenses, right? We have and and I'll always give them some love. The MLB Players Association was the first group to believe in us right and they gave us our license and we started making player products mm-hmm. um, you know clayton kershaw or, or g-man Choi with his signature on it things like that and um we quickly i think we grew by 1200 percent the first year and numbers like that are astounding if from, from a growth perspective mm-hmm. especially for a brand new company that had no real market awareness so uh we we just blew the the pa numbers out of the water and when we reached out to MLB originally, they're like, oh yeah, we're good. Thanks. Bye. You know, we, we have, we have, we already sell cups. Bye. I was like, okay, let's go back to that. Well, and there was a guy working with this Marco, you know, and I always credit him for helping us get this done. And he's like, ah, hold on. This, these aren't cups. I want you to take a look at this and got his foot in the door. And then I sat down and I had, uh, I mean, you got some lofty numbers. Like it's no joke. Carrying an MLB license is no joke, but uh, I had a, a hell of a business plan in place. We knew our numbers. I know how to grow companies. Randall knows how to produce. He's really dialed in on the logistics side of things. And uh, they threw a real big number back at us just to see what happens. And we took it. We're like, go, let's go. And we signed it in first year, blew out those numbers. And uh, the company's been growing between, you know, 200 and 300% year over year. So um, they're happy. We're happy. And I, I believe uh, from some of the talks we've had, you know, I won't claim it, but I think we're one of the fastest growing licensees in Major League Baseball. Wow. That's that's insane. It really yeah, is. Yeah, crazy, right? <laughs> it is. It's it's really crazy to think about. So how did, um? I have a question. So yeah. this this last year with the pandemic, how did that kind of sort of um affect your business if it if it did um like works work workplace wise or just like business wise you know um it's it impacted everybody in different ways some really took it to an extreme um we didn't we didn't we didn't get super scared and timid and that's just not how i'm built personally Mm -hmm. and randall's not that way either now uh everybody doesn't lick the door handle on the way in right we everybody had distance you know we took care of that anybody fever go home, wait a week, come back. So I mean, we put some precautions in place. Uh, some uh, We had hourly, we had a, a team that would go through and just sanitize and clean everything. So we're not dumb, right? Like yeah. We know how to do that side of it. But uh, there was a day or two at the most, honestly, when it all hit about March, whatever, last year, and everyone's like, oh, stay home. The world's ending. I'm like, oh, okay. And, uh, and Randall and I had a conversation and we decided to meet every day for the next 30 days for an hour a day on how do we how do we take care of our customers better and how do we give them what they're missing right now because in a we're built to connect right as people especially in baseball in the community and there was no baseball going on it was really weird and we doubled down i started calling friends uh business friends pete rose uh pudge rodriguez uh mariana rivera um jesse cole I mean, some big names. Yeah. I mean, and, and, um, we started, oh, I, I can't really, uh, David Mickey Evans that wrote, directed, narrated the Sandlot. Um, and we started doing a content, right? Just, Hey man, let's jump on. Let's just shoot the shit for an hour. Let's talk about baseball. Let's talk about your charity. Let's talk about your vision and business for Jesse Cole. He owns the Savannah Bananas, incredible organization if you don't know about them. Um, but again, like people were disconnected and bored. So we're like, hey, we're going to be in your living room right now when you're supposed to be working. We're talking about baseball. We're talking with Pete Rose. You know, we're talking with Mariana Rivera. You know, ask him some questions yourself, right? It was really cool and it connected people again. And, and and money, everybody was terrified of money. So Randall and I decided we're like, hey, let's just knock 30% off of everything we have to make it better for people to buy. Let's do that. Let's do that for a year and see what happens, right? 
it, that would be really cool for our customer. Um, our knob shots, I don't have one around here. Oh yeah, I do. So our knob shots, our, uh, this is a twins one, but uh, the bat handle hollowed out to make a shot glass. These are like 30 bucks. So I said, well, let's do something cool, man. Let's just give them away for free. Let's let's just give them away for free. Tell people to pay nine bucks, shipping and handling, get it to your door. And uh, and, and and then they will be a customer of ours and we'll, we'll sell something to them in a year, right? When things get back to normal. We did that 30,000 times. We gave away 30,000 shot glasses. And guess what? The world turned back on just like we all knew it would. And right, Mother's Day, Father's Day, Christmas. Guess who our customers are? The people that we took care of, the people who showed up, right? So it was, it was really an outside the box business strategy, which is what I'm good at. And uh, we did a lot of things like that. We, we started selling board games. We made a baseball board game. People are stuck in their house. What do they want to do? Be entertained. So uh, baseball board game, we probably did, oh my God, $60,000 worth of baseball board games, right? Because people want something to do. Uh, we just changed our perspective, man. H how do you take care of people better? And it's really kind of inspired our company too. Um, our Cheers to Charity initiative. I don't know if you guys know about that, but every month, sometimes twice a month, we, we pick a hero of the baseball community. We donate money, then we come up with a collaborative mug and we sell it all month. And then we do a rev share where we give that money back to the charity as well. So we really started dialing in that. Um, our cheers. To, I think this coming up month is Joe Smith uh, from the Astros and Allie LaForce. They have a Huntington's disease and Mariano Rivera is coming on on the 15th. Then the Weeks brothers who are some Central Florida guys and then Pudge Rodriguez. So uh, we really revamped our charitable side of our business. And then also the customer experience side of the business. So um, recently I, I purchased a little over 12,000 packs of baseball cards from 19 1989, 1989 tops. Give me an idea. Like these, you remember these right here? Like, oh, I have some of those in my, in yeah, my yeah. I, I have way too many of those. <laughs> right. So, so I bought 12,000 packs of these and we're just going to start sending them out with orders just to give people a, a pack from 1989, 30 something years old, open it up, have fun. That's right. Awesome. And again, we're, we're just dialed in on taking care of customers. The mugs, as you know, sell themselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Most definitely. Have you been, uh, I'm guessing you've been to a savannah bananas game right i have it was really awesome yeah i was did gonna go to bit did he go to banana ball did, did did he see banana ball like in person like the new the new thing they came up with no i didn't see i went there so i was up in savannah with my family i was cruising mm. through to, to north carolina mm. and jesse and i had been chatting and i was like dude i'm coming to a game he's like absolutely come on to the game so i went there and went to the game um my daughter almost caught a foul ball watching them break dance on the field it was so fun man it was really cool i need yeah. to do one of those games yeah i know the banana, really oh my god the banana ball thing i don't even understand what's going on half the time but like a guy on stilts hitting he got yeah, hit by pitch it i don't even know how you hit a guy on stilts with it like how do you miss the plate that badly that that's my well, he was just he was just throwing super high because he you got to get into his strength uh, zone, so that's know, like kind of the still, joke because the knees are all the way up there but but still i mean that's uh, so it is beaming it is. a ball 10 feet high yeah, <laughs> it is kind of it's kind of hard it's jesse it's not it's not that weird his some of uh his is or one of his uh idols i guess is disney walt disney so just create you know just create a fan experience fans first right and there's a lot of people that i've talked to gary vaynerchuk's similar fans first taking care of people and that's one of the things that businesses and even there's a handful of companies out there to try to knock us off man but at the end of the day they don't have it you know and the it factor is taking care of people and that's what we've done from the very beginning and how i remember one time there was a, a fan over in over in tampa for having a wedding and we made mugs for their groomsmen and uh they weren't going to get there in time. So we just drove them over there. Just, hey, well, you know what? We'll meet you there. You know, drive an hour each way just to drop off some mugs. When it comes down to it, that's that's what it's about, right? It's taking care of people and having a cool product. And the rest will handle itself. Yeah, most, most definitely. It's amazing how much you guys, like, it, it, when you give back, it just it just comes back to help your business even more. So it's, yeah. it's, a, good, a, big it's a good, definitely a good model. Do the right thing every single day and let the rest take care of itself. Amazing. Did, did you easy. did you think like when you guys first started this? Did you think that it would grow as astronomically big as it's become? I did. Um, I, I I've been in business, right? I've had some successes. I, I've seen scale. I've seen scalability. I've seen what it looks like. 
Um, Randall, on the other hand, uh, did, didn't, didn't have anything to compare notes to, right? So when I talked about some of the potential on the front side, he, he had a hard time wrapping his head around it. And gradually, as we've gone, there's milestones that we break. And when we stop and look backwards, we're like, holy crap, we're like halfway up a mountain right now. Um, and, and, you know, so I knew we would get big. I, uh, we're, we're growing, we're not slowing down, right? And that's the part that I didn't plan on. I figured there'd be like a growth and then a plateau and a growth and a plateau. But right now, I think it comes down to, like I said, taking care of people, man. And we've done that and the product's really good. We have some new stuff coming out. Oh my gosh. Um, coming out in July. Get ready for that. We have two new products dropping this summer. Um, we have a, a, a limited edition black mug that's coming out for Father's Day. We only have 2,000 of them. Um, and it put into perspective, we have about 200,000 customers right wow. now. So these black mugs are coming out. Grab them. They're really dope. Uh, and then we have a stainless coming out. We have some ancillary products coming out. It's going to be cool. Oh, man. Since you said since you said black, I'm thinking about like those really nice bats that some of the major leaguers have. They have like the yeah. gold and the red on them. Yeah. I imagine one of those as a mug would be insane. That we have be, a like, limited the trippiest edition. mug ever. We have a limited edition coming out. Uh, june that is hand painted so it's Ooh. a very very limited run that's really um, cool yeah 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 it's gonna be sick so what goes into creating and i know that like obviously like we've talked about the background of it and what's and what's going on since then but i mean like like how do you guys create the designs for it um what goes into actually creating it how many are you guys able to create over the course of a day week how does that work um wouldn't our competition love to know that uh, but, but honestly, you know, but honestly, um, we have almost 70 people from start to finish to make this. And I think that's a misconception because Randall and I are very uh, public. We're, you know, the, the face of the company. People just assume it's a mom and pop operation, which is great. That's what we wanted. And, you know, that's the vibe that we want to have. But ultimately, so I'll show you. So we start off, we take the, the, the barrel, right? And then they bore it out. Can you see that? Oh, wow. So then they bore it out. And then it comes to us and we have uh, 18 lasers in a, here in Winter Haven. We have a, a I guess we're probably around 8,000, 9,000 square feet now. Mm. Um, and then, and then they, they laser on whatever design we want. Um, but yeah, so what it comes down to is having a lot of good people that believe what we believe. And we have that. Um, uh, so starting from the wood manufacturers in the Northeast, uh, and then all the products shipped down here to Central Florida, the entire process is done uh, in North America. Um, and I, the large majority of it's done right here in Central Florida. So I have I have something else. Uh, obviously, you're a race fan. You're wearing your you're you're wearing your AL uh, you know league champs hat from 2020 from last year. Yep, I How got it. I got it at the World Series. How how fun was it to watch that playoff run? And then also as a result of it, then being able to create mugs that say, you know, Rays AL Champs 2020 World Series on it. Yeah, that was fun, right? Because we, we work with a lot of the players. Matter of fact, I was just telling you, um, uh, Brandon Lau just signed a bunch of cards. Austin Meadow has some coming back our way. So being able to work with these guys and talk with them and uh, create cool products for them, their spouses, is uh, that that commemorate such a really awesome season and awesome run watching Randy just go off right like that guy's a star in the making right it's kind of cool to yeah. see that um, glass now it's just an ace Blake had a real nice run there I hate to see him go he was a good dude um, but yeah it was really cool right and working as closely what I did with the Rays and not even knowing if we were going to have a season right mm -hmm. and then to, to see the the guys show up like that was really really cool um, and then to go to the World Series I had through my connections at MLB I said hey listen I want to go to the World Series so I had tickets for God all the games you know and and my wife and I had an opportunity to fly out to to Dallas and go check out the brand new stadium uh, man that thing was sick such a gorgeous stadium out yeah, there yeah that thing is beautiful on TV it really is except, imagine ex what like except for the exterior the exterior kind of looks like a grill cover not gonna lie yeah but, I mean I mean I mean the interior makes up for it in a big way but I mean that exterior you know, is you know what I was I, I love the most and I've I've experienced this at a number of different stadiums is the uh the surrounding area right mm -hmm. like in St. Louis, Atlanta, you know, they, they've turned 
it into an experience, yeah, right, yeah. which I think is important, um, especially all the tweaking they're doing to the rules in the game itself, for God's sakes. Uh, let's at least give people the experience of it. So you go for the day and you're going to the shops and you're going to the restaurants mm-hmm. and the, the breweries that overlook the field. And then, oh, yeah, there's baseball going on as well. Now, some people don't like that. They just want to go do the game and leave. Right. But uh, I like it, man. Like uh, Wrigleyville up there for the Cubs. Like, that's such a fun area. Yeah. Uh, just go and in a game is the day you go for the day right so that was really cool houston um they have an okay area but it's right in downtown so it's not as developed but ballpark village in in uh st louis is really cool the braves for sure and then um the the rangers have that little area right next to them mm-hmm. too yeah. yeah definitely yeah uh so with the obviously with the 2021 season now in full swing it being a full one 162 game season uh what what was the plan coming into the season for you guys in terms of what you were going to do? I mean, I know that you've already talked about limited edition things you're doing, uh, different products that you're going to put out over the course of this season. Uh, but like, was it exciting to hear that there was actually going to be a full season instead of last year going into it where you didn't even know that there was going to be a season? Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I, um, I don't, I don't, we don't let the news depict how we run our business, right? We take care of people. We make Mm. cool products and we sell them at good prices, period. What's happening there or here, whatever, it really doesn't impact us. Right now, there's some, you know, there's some fans like they get, you know, all grumpy because their team likes on a uh, slide or something. (laughs) Okay, you you don't want to support your team right now because they're not winning. That's kind of a fake fan, but do your thing, right? For us, it's more of we create this, uh, we create a product that's kind of timeless, right? It has, it has nostalgia. It has, you know, great for birthdays or weddings or fifth anniversaries or, you know, because it's the wood anniversary or any of this stuff, right? So I think what we've done trans transcends what's happening with the Mm -hmm. season and it's even transcended baseball this is this is one of those products that 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 uh has a mass appeal Mm -hmm. you know we were just talking with the gronkowskis about doing something fun with them they have a lot of stuff going on um we're we're working with mike evans in june uh he's got a a tournament coming up so sideline mugs no no But even some of the collaborations, right? Um, from a corporate gifting standpoint, uh, big companies. I mean, just just in the last sixty days, I think we've done mugs for Budweiser, DraftKings, Celsius, Coca Cola. Um, man, it's crazy. A lot. <laughs> Fox, CBS, they're everywhere. Sports. I see them everywhere. Yeah, they really Jesus. are, man. So so fortunately, like I said at the very beginning, man, we're blessed. And and I think it all comes down to being transparent, being honest, doing the right things every day. The rest is going to take care of itself. And you know what? When there's a season going on, like when the Dodgers won, good for them, man. Um, Dodgers fans will buy mugs more at that time because it, you know, it commemorates their season. Even the Rays mug, we sell a ton of those. We have the AL Champs. I don't think I have it up here. Yeah, I don't. But it's uh, an AL Champs mug. We have a wine mug. We have a shot glass. We have the bottle opener made out of the bat handle because, our, you know, Rays fans are eating it up. They love it. Yeah, definitely. Well, I want to talk a little bit of baseball. So we talked about yeah. this pre-pod. Uh, you obviously are in the Central Florida area. You lived in Tampa for a little bit. Yeah. You were telling uh, us about how you have MLB, uh, you know, you have the MLB TV package, but because of the fact that you live in the area, a lot of those games are blacked out. And yeah. I, I, I want to I want to talk about that kind of a larger context because that's been a huge problem that a lot of people, and like this is something that, that players have complained about too where like they've gone i mean i know noah Syndergaard went on twitter and was like oh i want to try to watch this game and i can't because it's the local team in my area like what does major league baseball need to do i mean like like i mean is it like like why is this still happening i guess is i guess is my they need question. to understand the impact right they need to understand the impact and the loss of fans based on those decisions right that's really what i think it comes down to um because i catch myself you know i'm watching otani or i'm having a blast watching acuna or tatis has come back after he got you know hurt um i'm watching all all literally all the other teams uh (laughs) except the rays who i'd rather watch the most exactly so i think it's dumb you know it's a it's follow the money right it's all about the money in a lot of these places and it is what it is 
I can't change it. Uh, but I think they need to realize the long-term effect versus the immediate return on yeah. the you know investment kind of thing. I think a lot of people buy MLB TV thinking that they can watch their local team just anywhere, and then they realize shortly that they cannot do that. But you can watch every other game. But yeah, and then you, you like in order to watch the mobile game for the Rays, you got to download like Fox Sports app or I guess it's Bally Sports app now. It's just it's a whole ordeal just with cable companies and yeah, it's a big contract are just way over my head but it's it's just a pain i i, I want to I, I want the game on mlb tv so bad yeah because that would be I, then i could just watch all four of the games just in one window yep and that's that's the only thing i want it's it's i mean it's annoying like so for me i live in south jersey um so i get all the Rays games easily because i'm not in florida so i don't have to worry about that unlike you two and i'm sure a lot of other Rays fans who also have mlb.tv oh, yeah. and things of the like but i mean like for example if i wanted to watch the Phillies you know not like I can watch them on like local TV but like if I just wanted to watch them on my phone I couldn't because local blackout stuff um and it's it's so it's so infuriating and annoying but luckily I mean like what you were talking about Chris the like you can watch other you know other teams and other players and I mean you just talked about Shohei Otani who's been absolutely stupid insane this year in every way shape and form and Ronald Acuna Jr. who's among league leaders in home runs and uh, you know, like other guys like that. I mean, how much have you enjoyed watching these other players over the course of the season? Well, for me, you got to realize uh, I work with a lot of players, mm-hmm. right? And we work with a lot of t- all the teams. Yeah. So uh, I, I'm a Rays fan for sure, but I'm also uh, a fan and friend of a lot of these other uh, teams and people. So That's- it's cool for me. You know, I don't watch it and just sit there and be mad about it. Yeah. Right. Um, so it's, it's, yeah. it's cool. I get to, oh man, look at, you know, watching Matt, you know, Phillies, Matt Joyce. He's a, he's a friend of the company. Great dude. So watching these guys fly around the field and, you know, um, yeah, it's cool. It, it's cool. I, I don't mind it at all, actually. I just wish I could watch more of the Rays. I mean, we work yeah. with, you know, we, 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 we work and collaborate with six or seven of the guys, you know, and I can't even watch them on TV. I'm like, come on, man. What the hell? It's, and I'm expecting a lot. I think they got a hell of a squad too, man. I think they're going to do some damage this year. What do you think yeah. of the, what do you think of the X factors on the team right now? What, like who? Uh, just like players who, what players do you think? I mean, you know, to start the season out, but like for the rest of the season, what players do you think are really going to be needed on this team to step up uh, into bigger roles? Well, Glass now, he's just an ace, right? He's just going to yeah, keep he's... slowing people down. Um, Sutsugo, I think that guy's got some skills, bro. I like I'm him. I'm so glad you said that because I <laughs> love Yoshi Sutsugo so much. Yeah. And people just give him so much crap, but I'm done. Yeah. Well, yeah. Probably the same fans <laughs> that don't buy stuff when their team's losing. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, um, Brandon Lau, I like Brandon a lot. Um, uh, I think he's got – he's not a big dude, but, man, he could, he could put some – heat on the ball he's a dog he's a dog right. yeah man um see austin have a nice long healthy season that'd be nice yeah but yeah i don't know <laughs> andy diaz but he's just a beast he's still on there right yeah, yeah. Andy diaz is still there. god he can hit the ball yeah you know, so I've, unfortunately, unfortunately i can't see who's uh picking up momentum right now because of uh <laughs> yeah you know, obvious reasons so yeah and, and running running a business like this i don't have a lot of time to read up on it unfortunately. yeah true yeah i did want to add so uh i wanted to specifically talk about uh shohei otani because i love talking about how amazing he is and he's actually i mean it seems like he's healthy for the most part yeah. um and i know gibby loves shohei um but uh chris what have been uh what have you enjoyed most about watching shohei so far this season on the angels um <clears throat> it says a lot Okay, so my personality is no excuse kind of that's just what it is with me. Mm. So to see a player not make an excuse, I'm a pitcher, I can't hit. No, it's like, you know what? You play baseball. You happen to be a hell of a pitcher, but you know what? You also got to go up to the plate sometime. To watch that dude hit, to me, it's just stunning, right? And it's basics. And and our mugs are, we have mugs in Japan. You know, uh, we're actually in seven countries. Oh, wow. So some of the things that you learn about the Japanese is just their, their diligence, their uh, um, 
professionalism, right? Their mechanics, just a lot of stuff, man. And and to watch it come full circle, he's one of the best players in the league and he's earned it. You know, he's earned it and he's busted his ass to get there. And I love that. I love that. And the no excuses, like just, I can't hit because I'm a pitcher, right? Now I get it. A lot of pitchers can't hit because that's just not how they're built. That's not what they train to do mm. for a decade and a half, right? So I get that. But uh, that's what I love the most is, is his ability to hit. The only thing that would top it off is he he's not a switch hitter, right? Because if he was a switch hitter, that might just oh no 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 he's just, no no he's, he's just, just a lefty, lefty. yeah just a lefty. imagine that right he's like oh I can oh do this let me just flip to the other <laughs> a switch oh my hitting, god that, uh, would home that would be actually insane uh, <laughs> did you get did you get a chance to catch the uh, latest Dodgers Padres series. Uh, I watched some of it, right? I've had uh, 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 my some personal things going on. My stepfather was super sick. Okay. Both of my kids were sick, um, and I have a one-year-old and a six-year-old. So, oh, wow. if you have okay. kids, you know. If you don't, you yeah. don't know. So, uh, I didn't have a lot of time to do a lot. And normally, mm-hmm. deal with that, and then try to cram work into the evening mm-hmm. hours. But I did watch some of it. Um, yeah, that's a, that's going to be a matchup to watch. Uh, this, this the whole, whole that's impressive. That's a lot of. There's a lot of horses over there there are did you see the uh yeah. the controversy that uh came up uh with tatis's second home run off bauer how he kind of looked down possibly might have looked at the signs of um sign. of, yeah Will you know, Smith. hey that's part of the game you know get sloppy that's okay yeah catcher's gotta right. hide it catcher's gotta it's hide not it. the astros right they don't have a camera zoom yeah, yeah. And that's a little iffy right <laughs> but uh yo listen um these are all the, the best of the best right if you get a little sloppy expect to to lose the edge i I don't think there's anything wrong with it and again there's no in you know there's no uh, fact saying he did or didn't right but um i think be a be a master of your craft and if you slip expect to get taken advantage of that's my opinion for sure yeah i think i I think it's really interesting to kind of think about the entire and we'll see what happens as it as it continues to evolve as the season goes um because i'm really excited because it just seems like this year more than ever it seems like there's a lot more personality that's being put into the game and especially like with what's going on between Tatis and Bauer that is like a rivalry between two players that I haven't really seen in baseball in a little bit like these are two guys that are definitely going to be going at each other and have already been jawing back at each other and I don't know if we've had that like villain hero type thing going on in the game for the last couple years and I want that like that's what people want it's fun when that kind of thing happens yeah definitely with the fans back now I think there's a lot more um there's a lot more tension building up so I feel like the players feel that and they're rising to the moment with it yeah well they're given a lot of freedoms too. uh you know do this bat flip that pretend you're taking a selfie going around the thing you know walking all the way to first base yeah. after your home. I mean there's all hey listen you know again these are the best of the best when somebody gets the best of you and you're one of the best oh man that's got to eat them up right yeah. so there's there's going to be that and and uh as long as you know as as long as the you know the refs or the umpires don't uh, let it get out of hand i think i think it'll be all right yeah definitely all right well i i only got one more question for you gibby i don't know if you have any more but my last question for you is how does it feel like to see like to go to a ballpark and see someone with a dugout mug or to go to a tailgate outside of the ballpark see one with that like from where you guys started out to where you guys are right now how like how satisfying is that feeling knowing that a lot of people have bought into your product and love it and are continuing to use it and more people are going to use it as a result of that yeah it's humbling um it's it's really cool because you know we kind of knew it was going to happen, but that doesn't really prepare you for it. I think I'll tell you a story. So the, the, the best experience was at, at the Atlanta Braves. So they bought like, I don't know, 3,500 Chipper Jones mugs. Mm. And on Chipper Jones night at the ballpark, if you bought a certain ticket package, you went and rechowed your ticket and you got a dugout mug. So we're walking around the stadium with 3,500 people all walking around with our stuff, drinking out of it, taking selfies with it, putting it on social media. And, and we're all standing there just looking. There was, I think, 15 of us went to that game because we just wanted to see right and that was wild that was really wild and now um even still like we'll go to a game and you'll see dugout mugs on display over here so let's go take a little picture of it and it's just cool right we've we've uh we're trying to enjoy the ride 
and it's humbling and to see people love it and uh you know see see people see with it's like oh my god i got that for my my mom for mother's day last year and she uses it at every every time she's watching a game at home mm. those stories um there's now you know we do commemorative things so to hear people and see people use these for uh, a fallen officer right and then they take that officer's badge and signature and they make a a, a unique thing we did that for a for a fireman a fallen uh fireman uh we made him for each of his kids that he left behind he had four or three three boys so to hear those stories and to see these used at you know when dustin may when he's uh, uh proposing to his girlfriend they're in the background um the cohen's to see them when after they bought they're taking pictures after they bought the mets and our mugs are in their living room lining the back wall to see uh the governor desantis when he's doing interviews you see one on his back desk right so i think all of it right all of it is is uh it's it's humbling and it's exciting and it's very very rewarding to to see so many people buy into what we do that's that's awesome well gibby i don't think you have anything else so chris thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us if people don't know about dugout mugs where can people find you guys at on social media yeah just at dugout mugs i mean we're not hard to find uh um but uh, dugoutmugs.com. I know we got a lot of cool stuff going on for Mother's Day and Father's Day. I think it's like 30% off. Um, I do think we still, we're still doing the knob shot offer. That's something that, I mean, to go, just go get a raised knob shot. It's yeah. nine bucks. It, it, that's delivered. So um, dugoutmugs.com forward slash knob shot promo. Go do that and get yourself a knob shot. Like, why not? Um, and then if you want the mugs, hey, man, we, we got it all. We got it all. So that's the best way to find us. And uh, or, or see us at a ballpark. You never know. We'll be the, we'll be the crazy guys about 10 deep drinking out of bat mugs, raising hell. Hey, that's that, it sounds pretty good to me. Well, Chris, thank you so much again for taking the time to come on. We really, really appreciate it. And for everyone listening, stay tuned as we preview this upcoming weekend series against the Astros on Raise the Roof. Just a quick note before our Astros series preview. While we were talking during the preview, we mentioned that Rich Hill would be pitching on Saturday uh, for the Rays. Unfortunately, we got that information wrong as Rich Hill is currently on the COVID IL dealing with uh, some symptoms after uh, vaccination. All is good with Rich. Great that he got the vaccine, but in his place, Josh Fleming will be starting for the race. So lefty for a lefty. Just wanted to let you all know about that. Again, we mentioned Rich Hill. We didn't mean to. Josh Fleming is going to be on the bump for the race on Saturday. And welcome back to Razor Root. Again, thanks so much to Chris for coming on. We really, really appreciate him taking the time talking to us about Dugout Mugs, which, again, if you guys don't know about it, it's Dugout Mugs everywhere, dugoutmugs.com. Check them out. They are insane and awesome. And, again, we really, really appreciate him taking the time to talk with us. But now we have to go preview a series that starts tonight uh, against the Houston Astros, of which the Rays have had uh, mixed postseason success in the last two seasons, of course. Last season, the Rays beat the Astros in seven games to go to the World Series, uh, second pennant in franchise history. And in 2019, the Rays unfortunately suffered a uh, basically the exact opposite fate uh, in the 2019 ALDS as the Astros won in five games. So, Gibby, take it away. Uh, who And I'll talk about probables in just a second, but uh, how you feeling? Um, well, the Astros, they were in a slump before like last week and they battled back. It, it is an ultra competitive division in the AOMS, I will say. You have the Athletics, Mariners, Angels, Astros, Rangers. We already know what the Rangers did to us and they're the bottom team. Um, so am I concerned about the Astros? A little, but I also know that this team likes to rise to those more rivalistic um, matches that we have. And I feel like Astros has a little bit of a rivalry now, definitely, um, after facing each other two years in a row in, in the playoffs. There, there's some tension there. There has to be. Um, so I th I think the Rays can rise to that. Um, they're about, the teams are about even in records right now. Um, the the offense the Astros offense is definitely something to be concerned about. You can get to their bullpen, some of their guys in their bullpen, but they do have some really sturdy arms in their bullpen. So I think it would be a matter of trying to get to that bullpen really early uh, from from what, whoever's starting uh, for Houston, which they got they got some good starters too. Um, I'm trying to think of a few. 
um, your quitty, just like whatever, whatever they're going to throw out there. It's going to be, they, they have some, some pretty good starters. So it, the key will be getting these bats out of the gutter and really sticking it to the Astros this whole series. And yeah. I really hope that I, I really think that's the message you need to send. This is like the, it, we're, we're, we're in the, we're past the first month of the regular season and we really got to start heating up here. So I think you really got to turn it up. You got to turn up the bats. You got to, you got to, you got to make these counts go way longer make these pitchers fight um i i i say if you get some a pitcher to full count and even, even if you strike out or something like that's that's good that's what you want to do you want to make him throw make whoever's on the mound throw pitch that's the key here wear them out yeah that is that is true i will say so the probables for this weekend so tonight we have ryan yarborough facing off against lance mccullers jr on saturday we have rich hill against jose arquiti and on sunday we have christian javier against michael waka so it should be an interesting series uh we have definitely not the best pitchers for both the rays and the astros going in the series because obviously astros best pitcher is um zach Greinke, and is Ver- verlander's not back he's verlander's still injured yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, so uh, Granky's their best pitcher, and obviously Glasnow's the Rays' best pitcher. So both teams will be avoiding uh, each other's best starters. But it should still be a good series. I mean, like Gibby said, the Astros have a really good offense. They have mm-hmm. an insanely good offense. I don't care if they cheated or not in terms of the offense. The offense is still good. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, Jordan Alvarez was not part of the cheating scandal because he wasn't on the big league team, and he's really good. And guys like Kyle Tucker are and really Dusty good. wasn't a part of that either. Don't you Dusty wasn't any, a part of that. Don't give any crap to Dusty ever. Dusty doesn't deserve the hate. All right. Dusty just, does not deserve the hate. Himself. Dusty doesn't deserve any hate. Dusty got fired from the Nats after winning 95 games. He does not deserve the hate. Leave that man alone. Yeah. I mean, and he got the Astros to the ALCS, so. I mean, he's a good manager. He knows what he's doing. Exactly, exactly. But, I just had to throw that out there. No, no that's Dusty fine. Baker. No, no, that's fine. That's fine. We all here to respect <laughs> Dusty Baker. He, like I said, he's a good manager. He got. <laughs> yeah. he, he has nothing to do with what happened in 2017 yeah, with the Astros. I mean, that was something that Bregman, Correa, and Altuve have all dealt with, and Yuli Gurriel and those guys like that. So, mm-hmm. I mean, Dusty doesn't deserve anything like that. And he's done well. Like I said, he's done well in his first season in in uh, in Houston. I know they got to, I mean, like I said, they had a below, I, I mean, I didn't say that they had a below 500 record in the regular season, but they did, but they still managed to win two playoff series and nearly win a third. So exactly. I got to give them credit where credit's due in terms of managing that they have a damn good manager at the top. Um, Gibby, how are you like, what are the, what are the keys to the series for you? So since they're putting out like some of, the, I mean, I think Uquiti is really good. Um, who is McCullers? Is McCullers yeah. isn't bad either. Um, you just really got it. You got to get to them. Like these guys aren't. They're not gonna make it easy on you. You have to extend the counts. You got to foul off some pitches. You got to battle in, in your at-bats. And you can't just be swinging for the fences all the time because we get too many solo home runs and not enough when runners are in scoring position. And runners in scoring position was the thing we were harping on before because what do we like? I already said it, like 2-44 and 44 in our last however many 46 play attempts. Yeah, runners it's, 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 just, it, it's that's not abysmal. a lot. It's not a it's lot. It's abysmal. So you really got to gotta capitalize on those runners in scoring position play some whitey ball play some whitey ball like we are a weekend slug and we can hit home runs i mean you saw it in the postseason last season it was probably i think we had the most home runs in any postseason ever um that's partially due to randy rosarena's um just stellar postseason but uh you need to you need to play some small ball really like this this series not just go for home runs but also i do like home runs so home runs I will are be good. there saturday so you should hit a home run to me whoever yes just to gibby I'll, gibby wants a home run yeah, so hit it i'll to be gibby. in left field yes so, all you uh, righties <laughs> I so I think my keys have a lot to do with the pitching staff. So obviously the offense is one thing and making sure that the offense can actually score runs instead of failing every time they get to the plate is a, you know, is a big key. But the fact that the Rays pitching staff is among the worst teams in baseball in terms of giving up runs. Yeah, like they've given up. I think they're probably I mean, even with the low amount of runs that they gave up in this series, they're still top five, I'm sure, in the league in terms yeah, of giving they, up. On it, hasn't, if, it hasn't 
help that stat out much, but it yeah. is slowly, we're slowly building our bullpen back up to the where it should be. Yeah, so that's the biggest thing right now. And obviously, a lot of that is due to the problems that persist in terms of the Rays having a lot of guides on the IL. And you can't help that because, it, I mean, we talked about this before the season. It was bound to happen in some way. It's just unfortunate that it literally all happened at the exact same time. Uh, but I think the biggest thing is, is that we saw we saw last or early this earlier this week that the bullpen wasn't bad. The bullpen was decent. The bullpen, I mean, I, I don't know if like I want to say good, but I mean, the bullpen was better than it's been for most of the season. The bullpen. It, it made me feel like, yeah, it made me feel like how we won series last last year. Although yeah. we didn't win this series, it was, they were fighting like how they did last season. Yeah. And that's the biggest thing. That's the biggest thing is that if the bullpen is, you know, if the bullpen can hold its ground and can hold its own, and we get a good performance out of our starters. So, you know, seeing a guy like Rich Hill uh, pitch well in that Oakland series is a positive sign moving forward. And then if they want to use Shane McClanahan in some way, or if they want to use Luis Patino in some way, they both looked good. And yeah. those are, and those are positive signs. I know Waka slipped up a little bit um, and we're not going to see glass now. So that's not going to matter. Uh, but we already know what Waka, Waka can have good starts. He had that good Waka start. can have good starts and then like he can have one inning where he blew. Yeah. yeah. And then he, he can have one, one inning. Yeah. Uh, and and then Yarbrough, uh, him starting uh, without an opener concerns me because it, I mean, again, it's been supported by statistics that Yarbrough has been significantly better with an opener in front of him than starting out. And I think that, I think that just has to do with like a comp. I mean, it, it, it might be a confidence thing. Uh, I don't know what it is, but yeah. I mean, I'm hoping that he'll be fine again, who knows, but I guess we'll see what happens there. But I, I mean, it's going to be a good series. I think they should, they can take two out of three. I mean, they, they can take two out of three in virtually any series. It's just, they need to, they need to push themselves. They need yeah. to, they need to push you themselves. Need to push they need to play good like baseball. You, did. you need to push yourselves like you did the first three games of the NL, NLC or ALCS. Um, and not the next three. Yeah. Yeah. But not in the next three. You need to do those first three. And then that's all we need. Um, yeah, it's going to it's going to be interesting. I'm definitely excited to watch the Astros. I'm going to be booing them. Sorry. Um a little bit. Not not dusty though. I'll 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 probably have some whoever's in left field, I'll probably be bothering them. Um but it should be good. It should be a good series. I am another question I have. Just this is just yeah. future. Uh first of all, Chris Archer. Um he's had that he had that 10 day he got put on the 10 day IL cuz of that four forearm kind of bugging him. Um and it's st apparently still bugging him. And we have not seen him since he went out that inning a few weeks ago. Um, so I, I, I'd like to see him maybe return this, this series. I heard he might, um, or maybe the next one, but I really hope that, 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 that forearm thing is nothing too serious. Um, and also what are we going to do? What, what, I wonder what the pitching staff will look like when, um, guys like Peter Fairbanks, um, and Nick Anderson come back, um, who's going to be moving down. Um, like, how is it going to like carousel around? Cause those are definitely two guys that you want on the team, no matter what, once they're back. Um, yeah, that's a good that, question. That I don't know for sure. That'll I be mean, for sure. Uh, thing in the future that we will talk about yeah i mean anderson is i mean he's not going to come back for a while yeah. and fairbanks won't come back for probably another couple of weeks but i mean it, it is an interesting question to ask because honestly i have no clue and i'm sure you have no clue either we'll kind of just see what happens yeah, no clue um but you you got anything else in this astro series before we wrap this podcast up um joey wendell joey wendell goaded joey wendell goaded that's like mike trout Joey Wendell's the best. He's Joey, like two Mike Trout. He's two Mike Trout. I, I don't that know. That might be that. controversial. Yeah, that's yeah, that's a controversial take. That's a very controversial take. But I think with that said, uh, that pretty much ends this podcast. So thank you for listening to this newest episode of Raise the Roof. Again, thanks so much to Chris from Dugout Mugs for coming on, talking to us about Dugout Mugs, what they've been doing with the Rays, Major League Baseball, the Players Association, all that stuff. Uh, if you guys aren't following us on our social media accounts, like I said at the start of the podcast, uh, Raise the Roof TV on our social media accounts, uh, RaiseTheRoofTV.com, our website. If you guys have any comments, questions concerns anything like that for us make sure to email us at our gmail account raise the roof tb at gmail.com we'll make sure to get back to you guys as quickly as possible for this podcast we're on apple podcast spotify google podcast all that good stuff make sure to subscribe make sure to leave us a review make sure to share this with your friends uh all of that and more so from all of us from me and gibby stay safe stay healthy please wear a mask and raise up raise up baby